It's your host, Emmanuel. I'm here with your boy, Johnny. Jack, yes, sir. DJ. And then we got our guests for the week. The defensive tackle, West Virginia. Oh. How are you doing today? What's up, what's up? What's up? I'm doing good, bro. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. All right, let's just start off with the questions right now. So, you came to Penn State and for the first two years, three years, then you transfer. What was your thought process transferring from Penn State to arguably the worst team in the Big 12 to West Virginia? Bro, why are we starting a podcast like this? Like you trying that's to crazy. Why are we starting a podcast like this, bro? <laughs> First question. Why, why we? Why we trying to bash my team, bro? That's, That's crazy. crazy. I'm just checking the standings right now. Come on, man. Nah, that is crazy. The first one. I don't want to see that, but um. Uh, well, you said we the worst team in the Big Ten. Oh, uh, in the Big Twelve, bro. That's that's messed up. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! You just joking? You, you, uh, you trying to take that back? Well, I'm, now I'm looking at the standings. It was actually Iowa State who was the worst team in the Big Twelve. So I guess I'll take it back. No, but um, yeah, I had a, I had a good experience at Penn State. Graduated, of course, and um, coming to West Virginia, and it's like about the same. Like it's Power Five, no huge difference. But of course, like schools, like other schools do different stuff and like different training, but like it's about the same. And like just that change, like having our first start, it's like I'm looking forward to it and like playing a lot this year. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, we have a we have a good team, man. We have dudes that want to win. Um, the standard is setting the standard every day, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the years. What is your half of us? I know. Yeah, just working. Got Kim coming up soon in like two weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, but transferring from Penn State was a was a huge decision for me because I've been there for a long time and I love Penn State, of course, and I still do. But um, it just came down to what's best for me in my football career. And um, coming to a place that goes for Junos is great for me. And I like you a lot. Okay, so what I'm looking at, there was like a lot of factors of you going to West Virginia. But in my eyes, I think the biggest factor was September 2nd when West Virginia played Penn State at Penn State. How are you feeling about that game? I mean, right now I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to pull my attention on Kim and like finishing out the summer strong and um, focusing on Kim and getting better. But um, yeah, those. Though uh, Penn State is a talented team, uh, they are looking at them when the big team is here. But uh, it should be fun going down there and playing against those dudes I play with. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. You guys got excited to see a different um a different conference. You said what? You excited to see like different teams in a different conference and how it's gonna be. The difference, yeah, like of course, people like people keep saying like teams from different com- uh, different conferences got like a different way of players and like different schemes. But like, I, yeah, I'm I'm excited to play against different teams, and um, uh, yeah, I'm we play a lot of our games in Texas, so I'm excited to go down to Texas. I don't think I've played in Texas before, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun experience. Um, but yeah, it's. I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, predict the rest of the uh, the rest of the the rest of camp and how the season is going to go for y'all, bro. How, what you think is going to happen? How you think that's going to go? I think we're going to have a good year, man. I know a lot of people doubting us and stuff, but I think it, I think it's going to be a good year. That's good, bro. 
So one thing I will say about the Big 12, the Big 12, well, according to the past three years, since Oklahoma and Texas leaving, it's becoming really unpredictable who's going to win the Big 12. Like two years ago, we saw Baylor and Oklahoma State make that rise, and we thought that was going to happen again last year. While those two, those two teams in particular, struggled the whole entire 2022 season. While schools like Kansas, Kansas State, and TCU, three teams that doesn't really perform well besides Kansas State in the Big 12, who do you think is going to be that big surprising team in the Big 12 this year? You think it's going to be West Virginia or Iowa State or any other schools like new schools in there? Yeah, I think I think we're gonna shock a lot of people. I think so, but if you look at the prediction from twenty twenty two of the Big Twelve, uh, look at TCU for example. They had TCU, uh, TCU finishing in seven, and look what it went on to do playing national championship. So it's like prediction is all is. I won't say it's not, but it's just you gotta. It's not so much of reality. Like it's what people think. Of course, it's what people think. Somebody does the truth in there, but. I mean, I think my team is going to shock a lot of people this year. And, uh, yeah, but um, coming from, like, who I think going to – I don't even know for real who's going to step up. But, um, yeah, if I had to put money on a team in the Big 12 that's going to that's gonna shock people this year, I got us. Okay. okay. What's like you most excited about, defensive side of the ball or offense, bro? <laughs> what would you say? What you like? What you like? Uh, what you more excited about? Offensive side of the ball or defensive side of the ball? I would say both, man. I mean, I play defense, of course. So I'm excited. I'm excited for defense because I love defense. But I would say we have we have some we have some guys on the offense too. We have one of the we have the best O line in the in the B12. So going against this dude is gonna make me better also. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, we have we have dudes on every on every side of the ball, man. It's going to be nice. Okay, I got a question about the NIL aspects in college football. How do you think NIL is affecting college football right now? Man, I think I think NIL is a good thing, man. NIL have helped a lot of athletes and stuff. I mean, obviously getting paid because athletes deserve it because they're putting a lot of work. But yeah, NIL have been helpful to athletes, and um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the NCAA is still studying it. It's still brand new to every college athletes out here, so people are still looking into it. But um, yeah, NIL have been good so far. Okay. You have any NIL deals you got right now, or? Nah, I don't got I don't got no NIL deals, man. Okay. Uh, so, do you so, feel like the NIL deals is a positive? What you say? Do you feel like those are positive and negative effects? Oh, uh, I would say I would say how a team like how the players like deal with NIL. Like, if you don't let it become a discussion, it's all positive, man. Like, if you put in the first before the team like success or like the team's goals. Now that's when it becomes an issue for the team. If dudes going to an NIL event instead of taking that extra time to like hang with a teammate or like getting extra work, that's that's when NIL like I see NIL becoming a problem. But like everything else, I think I think NIL is a good idea. <laughs> uh, so. You said you said you started at Penn State. I want to see your idea of what was the difference between you, uh, your recruitment process to Penn State, and the difference between the recruitment process to West Virginia when you're transferring. Of course, of course, like coming out of high school is there, it's a, it's, a, it's about the same, but it's somewhat different because going to camp, all that stuff, um, trying to earn an offer. Um, I've got a lot of coaches reaching out to you. My recruitment was a little different. I wasn't like a big time like recruit, I would say. But um, yeah, from from a transfer from a transfer portal perspective, um, on recruitment, it's a little faster than um uh, high school where like you're trying to make a decision like right now and like it's crazy in the transfer portal. There's a lot of dudes that go in there, 
and they end up not finding a school. And uh, it's so much of you knowing what you want to play at and like uh, making a good decision that's gonna benefit your career so far now in the transfer portal. Both like high school and stuff is it's about the same, man. It's about the same, but like, the only difference is the transfer portal is like a little fast turnaround. Um, for um, for make like making a teacher and being on campus. Okay. okay. Uh. So I know you're new to the Big Twelve, but the biggest story right now is in a year, Texas and Oklahoma is leaving. What's your team and your your own thoughts about the two biggest team accord with value wise leaving the Big Twelve? I mean, I don't know, man. I like, of course, like having those teams leaving is going to affect the conference revenue or some like somehow. But um, yeah, I'm not the one to speak on like how they're going to change or like how. It's, but I think the conference is growing. Having Cincinnati join the conference and stuff that uh, Houston. So I think it's going to be. It's not going to be so much of a difference. I'll say it's not going to have like that uh, dramatic like impact. On the Big Twelve, but I'll say yeah, like from a revenue from a revenue standpoint, it'll somehow impact on uh, the Big Twelve. But I don't know, man. I just play football. I focus on like all that, like, all that other teams and like totals. Uh, so as a, can you, you hear me, bro? Yeah, I can hear you. So as a as a D tackle, what is the what is the most challenging part as like playing D tackle in college football? I mean, playing D tackle like obviously you gotta be like fiscal, like you gotta be like, cause everybody on this level is like good, man. Like you you going against dudes that been playing for years, and um, uh, you just gotta be like a dog for real. Like you gotta be able to put up double teams and just be a dog on the field for real, like. And I think personally, D tackles is the most physical position on the field. So you just gotta be a dog and like um hold up double teams and move and all that stuff. Yeah. So I know y'all play Oklahoma State October twenty first. Unfortunately for us and fortunately enough for you, it's at West Virginia. You don't get to come to Boom Pickens and, you know, Come experience what it's like in Oklahoma State football, but it gets um, crazy from there. Sometimes it does, and I feel like West Virginia really is not touching Oklahoma State. You don't think so? Nah, not really, bro. It's been like that for a minute now. Uh, but it's gonna be at y'all's house, so y'all might got home field advantage this time. Y'all might, y'all might slip away with one. I don't like, know how Oklahoma State's football looking is looking right now. So, man, know. I don't, I don't know how I'm liking this podcast right now. Having all this year. Hey, no, I'm worried. Hey, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm an OU fan, so I, hey, I'm just keep my cool. Note, no, on a serious note, bro. Yeah, yeah, y'all probably gonna y'all probably gonna get past Oklahoma State this year because be I don't think we're looking too good. But to get back into topic, so what aspects of college football training and preparation surprised you when you first joined Penn State in West Virginia? I would say, if, like, at first, when I, like when my when I first entered the college football, like, it's like different, man. Like, I've never been on like on schedule timing like that ever in my life, like. Waking up at six AM, doing all that stuff, working like it's 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 the hardest I ever worked. Like coming, like I've never worked like that in high school. Like so, it was just a different like how to change my mindset and um create create your own habits and um yeah. But it's different on the college level workouts and stuff. Um, but yeah. So I know it can be like a battle, like you said to um. 
to get to like the the workout or to balance like the workouts and the and the work ethic and stuff like that how long did it really take you for you to like lock in and actually be on schedule and actually like did it did the coaches did the coaches like push you to that limit and help you lock in or did you have to do that pretty much on your own no funny story my first i still remember this to this day my first ever like college football workout i was like I, I was late bro like me and my roommates like real force was late like we walk in our joint like yo what the heck did we just do like it's like first impression means it means a lot in, the, uh, in this business so yeah just that and like i learned the hard way and try to like never repeat that and never make that happen again but um yeah but the coaches like they push you man they they try to they try to get the best out of you on this level so you 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 would say you learn pretty early yeah i learned pretty early man i, I know some i know some athletes learn late and stuff like that and it'd be an environment in the long run but it's good yeah. that you learned pretty early my roommates and i learned pretty early um we were on time to everything else but yeah i just leveled the coaches the coaches pushes the pushes you a lot um if you think about it it's like an investment like the school investing in you paying for your tuition it will suck the return on investment and a little good on that end if they don't bring the yeah. best for you you know what i'm saying so yeah see i'm so right switching now, from penn so. state to west virginia have you felt any difference in like the coaching wise and energy wise no not so much man it's funny because i told it was going to be like a like a like a like a, like a different like switching schools but i was uh -huh. like, Cause I was like, I was at Penn State. I was thinking, yeah, do people like at other schools work as hard, work work as hard as us? It's like everybody, every like every schools around the country is working, man. Like they're putting out work for the season. Like it's crazy, but uh, yeah, it's not it's not so much of a good range. See, right now I'm looking at that you earn uh, academic bit all Big Ten honors twice. So how are you able to balance the academic life of being a college student and being a college athlete at the same time? Man, just putting, just putting, just putting what matters first, like taking care of business, like, like you, like being a mature man growing up, like for people to respect you, you gotta like, gotta put in that word, like you gotta like separate like the fun from like what you're trying to achieve, you know what I'm saying? Like, so. What I did was I did all my work during the week and I left the weekend to hang out with my guys and stuff like that. But um yeah, I just try to take care of business, take care of what like what's most important, like getting my degree on um on education comes first before football because this don't last forever and I know that like that's what my mentors told me coming to college and like, yeah, have fun because this whole football experience won't be here for too long. So I try to have fun with it too, but at the same time, like making sure my schoolwork is done and like I put in my school first before everything else. Okay. Uh, so since you was talking about, you know, off the field with school and stuff. So what is your plans after you finish with your college career besides the NFL? Oh, I have full business plan. Um, right now I'm about to get my master's uh, right now. And uh, for me so far, it's just so much of building the like, connections because I feel like that's the most important, like who you know. Like, so I don't think there's a person, like there's a single person that have everything planned out on like what they like what they have after playing football. Like you have an idea like plan A. Like of course you're trying to stick to plan A. Like you don't want to have no plans. But you have an idea like yeah if that don't work maybe this. But like for me right now it's just so much of like building relationships with a lot of people that I that I come across. And um yeah just seeing what life goes from there. But yeah I have I have some business ideas um even if football workouts, yeah, like I'm, I'm like I come from, I come from a business family, um, 
my grand my grandma got her own business, my uncle running it. So like it's coming from that business family, it's it's helpful like seeing what like it takes to operate a business and like having that business mindset. But yeah, I won't say like anybody have it planned out for real, bro. Like it's just right now just focusing on the main thing and staying the person right now. I don't try to go too far ahead and think of stuff that's not happening right now. Okay. Uh uh one more question from me. Uh so sorry. So when it comes to uh Penn State and West Virginia out well we haven't played yet, but at Penn State, what was your biggest game that you had most memorable game that you ever had at Penn State? Man, the most memorable game that like was like, I would say, I would say, our like at our and like, like the the like the one that draw the most memory that I would say was um was like our at our state stadium because it was just like loud. Like, I think I think I was. It like, was it was louder than the home game. Bro, our like it gets loud in there, man. It's shocking. Like I was shocked. Like. I think I was like on a radar from like for like how loud it gets in there. Like it actually gets loud. And like that was one of the experiences that like I was like shocked. I'm like, damn, it already gets loud in here. Like I don't know what. It was at Iowa State or Iowa? It was at Iowa. Yeah, it gets it gets it low keys gets loud loud in there. But I yeah, know it gets to... loud in the uh in the Penn State Stadium though too. Yeah, I was gonna say the all white whiteout games. The whiteout games. No, it yeah. gets crazy in there too. But yeah, it's I hear, I hear it's the same thing as West, as West Virginia, though. It gets, I hear it gets crazy in here, too. Yeah. Mm. It's just something about how, like, the stadiums is built, too. Like, if the yeah. stadium is built no, a certain it's way. crazy that you bring that up because I, I always, like, it's, like, built, like, 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 different. Like, I would say, like, the, like, the, like, where we stay at, like, the salon, it's, like, mm-hmm. red nest to, like, the fans and stuff. So, like, you can get everything like a like a person can look and come up to you and take your hair man and stuff like it just run with that joint if you have to say it out. But uh it's that yeah, it's built in a way that it's very loud, man. That's the same way it's built um here in Oklahoma State. I think that's why ours is so we don't even see that many people, but it's loud because of how condensed it is and it just yeah. echoes. But Yeah, and still like like our still like it's all concrete, so like it's gonna be loud in there just cause it's all like just how it's built. So, yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to our games there too. It's gonna to be fun. Well, the way he was talking about the stadiums, uh, so most of the teams in the South, especially in Texas, their stadiums are built what north and north and south, or is it east west? But they they're saying we're having the visitors side on the non shaded area. So when it's sunny outside and it's like a hundred degrees in Texas, how you guys, how's that going to affect your game and everybody else's game since you're so used to playing up north? No, a fun experience. No, I won't say a fun, but like, so we play when I was at Penn State. I played in the Outback Bowl, and that was the hardest ever like I've ever played in. It was so hot, bro. I knew it was different because we play Arkansas and Arkansas, like they play in the South, of course. And you can tell like they're used to like the heat and like it being so hot during game days. And I knew it was going to be different when like they didn't warm up or, like a lot. Like we were doing all the extra stuff pre-game before work, before the game. And I'm telling like, I was in there for a series and it was like, damn, like it's hit, like it's hot, like, I couldn't like I couldn't breathe, bro. It was crazy, but yeah, I would say I would say from a from a um, strategic point of view, like people like people don't take notice of that, but like I think it plays a lot into like the game, like like having like the shade on one side, and, like it plays it plays it plays into the game a little bit. You guys got any other questions? So coming in playing. Yeah. 
So coming in playing, is it when it's time for game days, is it the same preparation for every team or is it extra for bigger teams or the lower teams? No, um, like, of course, every team got, like, different preparations. But as a player, like, you have your own stuff that, like, you try to do. Like, you, like, everybody got, like, um, a little something that they do before game, whether that's superstitions or something, like, you try to, like, have a routine. Like, for me, I have, like, a routine, like, the night before, I try to, I try to visualize myself making plays. The day of the games, I just try to stay focused. And uh, getting that game mode, and uh, before the game, pray, uh, jump in the field, sit up there, and uh, just, yeah, I'm not like all oh, like that rah rah type dude when we play my game. Like, I try to like get my mind together, like, like try to stay calm, like, reflect on like my passes crush and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, for every team, I would say like that pregame routine is different for the most part. But from a player perspective, like I would say, each player's got like something unique that they do on on a, on a game day. Right, you guys got any other questions for Fatoma? Yeah, uh, I'm looking right now. So, like I said, I'm an OU fan. They OSU fans. It look like y'all travel to us this year. I would say, how excited are you to play in that kind of environment? Because, you know, especially since we're a big team every year. Of course, last year, it was a down year because we was going through coaching and player troubles. But just to see the type of environment it is on TV every year, just how excited are you for that game? Uh, I'm excited for every game. Man, it's my first time playing this conference. I'm just, like, trying to soak it all in and, like, well, yeah. Playing out all you like Emmanuel, you going to that game, right? Yep. You going, Emmanuel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be that should be a good game. I think I think WV won that game last year too at home. I think. But I'm looking forward to that too. Like I'm looking forward to every game. Like it was, see, I'm just trying to focus right now, like see what? See, as an OSU fan, I'll say going going to OU is just a whole entire different experience than any other game I've been to. Just the uh, voice that yeah, no, nah, he um, can speak from experience. I can speak from experience, like especially I went to the Bedlam game. Every single thing, every single touchdown, yeah. first down, <laughs> interception, fumble, a lot of interceptions that Spencer Sanders threw. This the crowd was going crazy after everything. I mean, I assume like the crowd goes crazy. That's when the other team starts playing worse and worse and worse. So that's what I'll say about there's difference between OU and all the other teams in the Big Twelve, in my opinion. Yeah, OU the Palace is a definitely different experience than any other Big Twelve team. I, I would for sure say that. Coming from an OSU fan. When I went to that Kansas State game, even though they lost, they still had so much, like, like they passionate for their team. When they losing, they ain't going to like their team. But when they winning, it's hard for the away team to come out with a win, bro. So I feel like, I feel like that's every team, though. Like, it's, like a different yeah. type, it's a different type of atmosphere, though. Like, they – yeah, it's, it's crazy. First time – it's my first time when we play in the Big 12. So, like, I'm looking forward to everything, man. It's – like, I mean, I've, I've played in the Big Ten, so, like, I'm trying to see, yeah. like, the difference is, but. But you go, you also playing some new teams that's added to the Big 12, um, no. like UCF. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So, it's going to be interesting to see how how theirs, how their stadiums is also. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what they do in the Big 12 as well. Yeah. College football is going to be really exciting this season, for sure. No, nah, I'm looking forward to it, man. So, uh, going into Ohio State when you was at Penn State, because I know that's a rivalry game for y'all. Like, how was that atmosphere? Uh, I, w- I don't think I was at that game. But um, I think, it like, like there was just trouble coming back. But, like, from, my, from what I heard from that game, 
it was loud. Like it gets loud in there too. But I wasn't at that game. I can't really speak on it. Oh god. <laughs> But coming into West Virginia, what do you feel is the biggest upside for y'all this year? I'll say, I'll say the O line, man. I think, I think personally, we got the best O line now in the B twelve. Um, got a lot of dudes returning, so that's gonna be a plus. D line, we got some dudes, but yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, it's gonna be. We we have a pretty like we have a pretty slept on on um, slept on team, I would say, and like it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year for us, I think, man. Just being around those dudes for the past two or three months, it's been it's been fun working with them so far, and um, uh, yeah, it's been it's gonna be a good year. That's what's up, man. Okay. So, in your opinion, besides West Virginia, what's the team to beat? In the Big Twelve, the team to beat mm-hmm. that you guys play. What team are you most excited for playing besides Penn State and West Virginia? Well, I'm excited to play every team, bro. Okay. I I I won't say like that's a thing like as every game that I gotta go to, bro. I gotta have the same mindset like yeah like, but I'm excited to play. It's not it's not a single team that like I have on my list like yeah like, of course you have teams like Pitt that like, you playing like like outside your conference like it's it's like a rivalry game, and it's gonna be like a big time game, but I won't say like that's a single team that I'm like yeah like I'm trying to I'm trying to play that like I'm so excited to play that team. It's just so much of like having a red mindset going to games, like every game that I play. But to be honest, bro, I don't have like a single team that I'm like so pumped to play. I would say. Yeah, but um, uh, you say you're gonna you're gonna come to one of my games, you know? Yep, I'm playing. I'm definitely going to the OU game, and I'll see what other games I can go to. Are you guys gonna be at the OU game or no? It depends on what day it is. We, we we do need to make a trip down there to Norman again. Uh, I know I gotta go to another game. Hopefully, it, hopefully it's, when it's, they hopefully uh, they lose again. Hopefully I go the game that I go to they lose. So I, I might come to the West Virginia game. Yeah. If y'all if y'all upset OU, bro, I can I come to the West Virginia game and I'll be in support of y'all, bro. <laughs> I, I need I need I need OU to lose as much games as they can. That's crazy. <laughs> no, but man, where it's like my biggest hitter, man. I'm just trying to put that out there. Oh but yeah, man. <laughs> man, you're always hitter, hating, bro. bro. <laughs> no, like for me, bro, it's like to the extreme where I feel like you don't like me, bro. Like this dude, this dude hit. You saw, you saw the first question that the dude asked me, bro. <laughs> trying to talk down my team, bro. Like that's just. Like Boss said, that was crazy. To start off. That is a crazy way to start the podcast, bro. He didn't like, give you no like, time. Like, that's my team, bro. You know, I don't, I don't feed into the media, bro. I don't care what the media says. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to get the dead last, bro. Like I believe in my. I'm just trying to get the viral takes right now. So, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, bro, we don't, do, we don't do stuff for the media, bro. I'm just saying, man. Okay. Oh, so, I know, I know, you always hitting on me, bro. I can, mm-hmm. bro. I can go to, I can go to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, bro, and he would still hit on me. <laughs> I'm telling you, yo. Even though that's his, he was still, he was still feeling a way to hit on me, bro. Hey, bro, why, 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 why you didn't put OSU in your recruitment, bro? Like, was we at least top three? We should have been at least top three, bro. Yeah, you guys, you guys were up there, man. You guys were all there. So what made what what was the difference? Like what made you you just wanted to stay home? Yeah, close to home and WV just make the most sense for real from like how to play how to play defense all year. And like with my playing style, like I think I think I can I can do some good stuff in this defense. So Man, you can do some good stuff for our defense too, bro. <laughs> and it just it is what you know it is. We, you know we had defense alignment get drafted, right? Yeah, but um, 
Man, yeah. so so make the switch, bro. I mean, make me make the switch. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Make the switch. <laughs> bro, bro, trying, bro, trying to be on the Coopness song up here. Bro, we needed, need we needed, you, we needed you in the Oklahoma State uniform, bro. No, bro. We need you're super not, team. You got a lot of country dudes down there, bro. They can't, they're gonna handle business. We needed a super team, bro. <laughs> no, but it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be like a lot of good games this year, man. Yeah, for sure. There's gonna be a lot of good games this year. Hey, man, what else we got, bro? Uh, was always the last only thing I have planned today is this interview in Tacoma with you guys, or if you guys have anything else. Uh, nah, that's it for me, bro. All right, yeah, I was so sorry, I can't even pick a nun right now. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for talking. Uh, we can for- talk about uh, I'm oh, sorry, you said what? What one, one more thing? We're gonna talk about the uh, the Madden twenty four and the DeAndre Hopkins. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. how like he got um, switched, switched, um, <laughs> so what's the story? He got he switched teams. Yeah, so DeAndre um, Hopkins. DeAndre. Yes, DeAndre Hopkins signed with the Tennessee Titans. Honestly. Oh yeah, I saw that. I mean, he's gonna go over there and be wide receiver one for real. So I don't see. But is he gonna get thrown the ball? Is he gonna get touches, bro? Bro, I don't think people understand, bro. I think Will Love is gonna shock people, bro. So now he's the starting position. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm gonna say starting, but like I would say, like if he gets his opportunity, bro, he's gonna shock some people, bro. I feel like they can. They still have time to like get those guys going for real. I don't yeah. think that's the problem. I'm saying, do you think they going heavy, heavy hit um, Derrick Henry? Like, is they gonna be I mean, hitting the ball? I mean, they hire him over there just to compliment Derrick Henry for real, cause dudes like, I mean, he's a dude at running back, bro. But at the same time, like, you just gotta keep the um the defense on their toes for real, and having dudes like. Derrick Henry, of course. Then I'm uh, bringing like a big time wide receiver. That's gonna open more doors for Derrick Henry. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna make more players. I would say. Well, from passing the ball, yes, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna find ways to get him the ball for real. Okay. What you think, DJ? It's just so much I, of a. I feel like the only problem with that is D Hop knowing the type of receiver he is. I feel this wasn't the right fit for him. Just I don't think he, I don't think he gonna like it. Just like how just Julio didn't like it. Henry. Just because how Julio didn't like it, there uh, DeAndre Hopkins ain't gonna like it, bro. Because just for instance, when AJ Brown was there, he wasn't really touching the ball. His first year with the Eagles, look what happened. Yeah. Second year with the Eagles, look what happened. So mm-hmm. I feel like, like, do you even think like, like it's from it's all about his um, perspective for real. Like, is he trying to like? Yeah. Be like crazy, like like that dude to catch the ball all the time. Like, of course he's gonna be wide receiver one, but do he care so much of getting the ball like all the time, or does he like care so much about the money? Like, you gotta see what some like even if you look at the on uh, the NBA, bro. There's some dudes that like they're cool with like just being on the team and all like being like a like winning championships. Like, I don't think D Hop's ego is gonna let him get like like. I think he gonna want the ball, bro. He going especially if they losing and they down, like, and it come to crunch time, and they end up handing Derrick Henry the ball on a last drive or something like that. D Hop gonna want the ball in his hands. He a playmaker, bro. Nah, he's gonna he's gonna understand, bro. You you we don't have like a lot of like superstars plays players on the same team. Like, look at the NBA for example. We have like hella dudes like on the yeah, same team, real. bro. One time the the uh, the Nets have freaking. Um, Kevin, um, Kevin Durant, freaking, what's it called? Um, Kyrie, bro, they they're gonna figure stuff up, bro. Like, they're gonna figure some stuff up. Like, it's not. I won't say it's a big time deal for real. Yeah. But yeah. 
Uh, so we was ta- we were just talking about Derrick Henry, and with the current space about the whole entire running back community with Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and uh, Josh Jacobs not getting their contract extension, do you think the running back position is slowly dying? Oh yeah, it is. Like teams know, like drafting a drafting a running back in the first round is not a smart idea. Just so much of like the injuries and stuff. But um, I mean, like if if a dude like Saquon cannot get paid, bro, that just speaks a lot. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it just says a lot. Like about the running back. Like if like if I have a son right now, I would tell him like, yeah, bro, you ain't playing running back, yo. Like just. Just, just throw that stuff out. Like, you know where you he's out gonna play like wide receiver or something. But like, from because you can get like you can get anybody to play like running back, bro. So they're just like so scared of like giving huge money out to running backs right now because of injuries and stuff like that. But um, yeah, if Saquon is it's not getting paid, bro, nobody, no, no running back is getting paid. That's how I see it. What that situation? I want to know. Why they hesitant on paying him, but they gave Daniel Jones what he wanted. I mean, so much of what he find himself at, like for real, like. But um, yeah, the running like I like I'll say this, bro. The running back position right now in the league, bro, it's not like a top priority for teams. For real, they ain't looking at the running back position like yeah, like we got to take care of these people. Like, it's, I don't think it's like that. And what you're saying right now, I agree with you. And then at yeah, the same I'm, time, I'm it's saying, like I'm saying that the running back position is dying out. Like, which I don't understand how though, because especially last year, we seen so many teams that lost their running back and they went downhill from there. Just like the Jets, for instance, when they had Brees Hall, they was running over everybody. All right, think, Once, think, 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 think about it like this, bro. Think about it in the next twenty years, bro. Would you get a lot of people coming in being so eager to play running back, bro? Nah, I don't think a lot of like kids will like grow up like wanting to be a running back, like knowing like yeah, like they can find someone to replace me like right away. Cause I promise you, bro, that's a lot of like good running back out there that can come in, bro, and do some good stuff. Like it's just so much on like your whole line, like but like running back is not like a crazy position that you gotta be like. So focus on which I get, but yeah, I don't, I don't see, I see, I see it, it like the position is dying out. Like, it's just shocking not seeing Saquon getting paid for real. Like, he's one of the best. He's one of the best in the league right now. I'll say. I okay. mean, he been injured for a minute, like last year and stuff, but. See, I was saying talking about Saquon. You, you see, do you see how many yards you think Saquon rushing for this year? I'll say is over it, a thousand over, if he plays. Over a thousand? Over a thousand? Yeah, I'll say he get yeah, over, it's a, over thousand. a thousand. Yeah, just because he's gonna try to prove that he deserves that money. If he stay healthy, I think that's why they're not trying to play, pay him though, because they're not he 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 coming off a, a injury, bro. And yeah, they're that, scared, yeah, that's they're scared that's to pay him. Which is which is understandable. I would be scared to pay a running back, knowing that a running back's what career expectancy is only what almost six years, maybe if that. I would no, be scared to to get ready to pay him too if he, you know, injury prone. Still, it's hard being a running back and staying healthy in the league. So, no, I'm surprised. Like Derrick Henry is like still doing good, bro. Like, wait, like, I saw something online, like, talking about, like, how many times he's gotten the ball and, like, he tried, like, being out, like, with injuries and stuff because he's gotten the ball so many times. Yeah. But, yeah, running back is is a is a tough, like, physical position, too. But y'all been seeing, like, a lot of D-tackles getting paid recently, though. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> Just like uh, the guy we saw in the 49ers, uh, Hargrave from the Eagles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We had signed him to that big contract. How'd you, how'd you feel about uh, 
How about the Eagles, man? Man. Once Brock Purdy got hurt, honestly, uh, I knew that game was over. Even though I didn't want to think like that, but I already knew that game was over. Who do you, who do y'all think making it back to the Super Bowl? The Eagles or the or, or Kansas City? Uh, I would say Kansas City, but I feel like Cincinnati is really just that only team that can really beat them out in the AFC, and we've honestly seen that too, also. And then yeah. Cincinnati, they especially this offseason, they've been fixing the one thing they've been struggling at is they O line. So I hey, feel like they could make I that think, push. I think we're gonna give Cincinnati trouble this season, bro. See, to right, me, yeah. if we stay healthy. See, I have to agree with you. Like, it's gonna be oh, scary. You said you what? You said what? See, I would say I agree with both of you guys right now. With Cincinnati, I would say I agree with both of you guys with Cincinnati and the Ravens both being the teams that might take over the Chiefs this year. Because I feel like both offensively and defensively. Yeah, honestly, oh my. I'm sorry. So both offensively and defensively, both teams can compete with the Chiefs. Uh, people say the Bills, but I feel like the Bills are just – it's just they're, they don't have really a good run game to compete with the Chiefs because I'll say the best way to compete with the Chiefs is not to give the Chiefs the ball so fast. But well, honestly, I feel like a sleeper will yeah. be Jacksonville too. Uh-huh. Jacksonville, they could be that sleeper team, especially with getting Calvin Ridley back. Yeah, what's the name of the, of the dude I got drafted the first pick on um, Wembley or so? Yeah. In the NBA. Yeah. How you think he's going to do this year? Uh, Shit is going to win rookie of the year. Well, Emmanuel, I was watching I was watching his rookie um, no, the summer league um, game, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I texted you. I'm like, yo, I, 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 like, I'm not feeling too good about him, bro. Yeah. He was selling his first game, bro. Yeah, and then he bounced by. I like I didn't watch the second game. See, to me, with well, he was he was selling the first. Sorry, but with me with summer league, I just to me summer league just a little tryout for some of these players. Some of these players who play good in summer league are probably not going to play in three years later, and some of these players who didn't play well is going to be good in the future. It's just very unpredictable because like last time a summer league MVP was the all-star was John Wall and Blake Griffin. So that's what my opinion about summer league right now. So because Trey Young, when he first came in the summer league, he played terrible while others play good. And now look where Trey Young's at right now. But I'm not really a huge fan of Victor, to be honest, too. So or Chet. <clears throat> I think I think though, if you put up some weight, he could be good. Yeah, for sure. If he gains like twenty more pounds or something, or for twenty like forty pounds, he's gonna be straight. But people comparing him to Kevin Durant is disrespectful in my heart. Okay. I also feel like <laughs> I mean, I feel like he'll have a good, decent career. But I feel like he is mainly overhyped just because we kind of see a player in the league that he plays exactly like, which is Bobo. Because if you see both of their games, they play just alike. And he was over there in the league where he was standing over body, over everybody, at least by eight inches. Max, you know, so coming into the league, I would like to see it, especially going up against bigs like Jokic, Joel, people like that. So we just go see how that go. Okay.
Okay, at that point, I want to wrap this up for the podcast. Uh, thanks for telling for coming in. No problem, man. Appreciate uh, you, you bro, for stopping by, chatting it up with us. Yeah. Bro, you want to shout out your socials before you leave? Um, my Twitter is um Mova underscore fifty five. Instagram is Fatoma underscore Mova. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Everybody else wants to have their socials yeah, real quick. We appreciate you getting on. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Not j.jack on Instagram. Uh, follow the podcast, Instagram, me personally, podcast. Follow on Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Music. And yeah, go ahead, DJ. Same thing you said. Just go follow us on the Me Personally podcast, all platforms. And then that's mainly it right there. And then appreciate you for getting on her. Good luck to you and your team this season. See you guys this year down there. And all you. I'm looking forward to it, bro. Yes, sir. Alright, and uh me Instagram, follow the podcast like I said before. And it's a better, it's a better, it's a better And I've been charged up trying to run again just like a